Hello, and welcome to New Books in Photography. I'm the host, Lorena Turner. I'm a lecturer in the communication department at the California State Polytechnic University in Pomona, California, and I'm also a project-based photographer. Beginning in 1927, E.F. Joseph was the first professional African-American photographer in the San Francisco Bay Area. He had a commercial studio photography business, and he went around the city to homes and events documenting the lives of the Bay Area's African-American community. After his death in 1979, his archive, which was kept in large garbage bags, was purchased by Kareth Reed, one of the authors of this book, The Picture Man, from the collection of the Bay Area photographer E.F. Joseph, 1927 to 1979. It was published earlier this year in February by Arcadia Publishing. Along with her friend Ruth Beckford, the two women who are in their late 80s and early 90s sorted through thousands of negatives and prints that Mr. Joseph took over his career and put together this book, which is a small compendium of his best images. I had the opportunity to talk with Miss Beckford this past February during Black History Month. Originally, I asked if we could talk for about 45 minutes. But she jokingly told me that she wished she had the energy for that much time, but that we could talk for 20 minutes. Ms. Beckford also asked if we could talk on the phone instead of Skype, which is usually how I conduct these interviews. So there are a couple of rough moments. My apologies, and I hope you enjoy the interview. Hello, and welcome to New Books in Photography. Today, I'm talking with Ms. Ruth Beckford about her book, The Picture Man, which is an archive or a collection of images of Bay Area photographer E.F. Joseph, who worked from 1927 to 1979. And she, Ms. Beckford, did this book with her friend, Ms. Karis Reed. Welcome to the podcast, Ms. Beckford. Thank you very much for having me. We, I would love if you could start by talking a little bit about your book, The Picture Man, if you could give a description of the book. First of all, Arcadia did a fantastic job. We have, I call it a glamorous book. Uh, I designed the cover. But the coloring that they did, which is a sort of an off-gray, and the slickness of the actual paper that covers really makes it a classy-looking book. I'm very pleased. The back cover of the book is exciting because it has uh, pictures of the Ink Spots, which was a famous uh, musical group back then. It has a picture of Catherine Dunham's dancers and two ladies that are in my chapter called the Glamour Girls because back in those days people really dressed. So they're pictured in fur coats and very fancy hats. And then also the other picture there is people picketing. And in those days, I say people dress, the men are in suits and ties and the women are in high heels. And if it was a picket line today, they'd be in cutoffs and flip-flops. Can you give the people who are listening to this podcast a little bit of a background of of the book? And then I have a question that's attached to that. So you and your friend, Ms. Reed, worked together uh, going through the archive of E.F. Joseph. Um, Ms. Reed purchased his archive from his widow in 1979 for $2,000, and he he had I think the archive of what she purchased was photographs and letters and family history and even medical records, correct? Correct. And when you were when you figured out that you wanted to create a book about his work, how did you go about determining what images were going to be in the book? Well, first off, 
I was not interested in participating in the book at all. Miss Reed had been calling me for over five years. She would pull out a piece and say, oh, you ought to see this picture. Oh, you ought to see. I said, I don't want to hear any more about his pictures. I said, you need to write about him. I said, because people that are in the pictures are probably dead and gone or don't even know about the events today or don't care. I said, so the people will be interested in why E.F. Joseph took so many pictures about so many different subjects. So, uh, I told her that. She said she couldn't write the book. I had to write the book. Well, I'm a published author of two other books. Writing is not my gift or my enjoyment. So I told her, no, I wasn't going to write the book, so don't call me anymore about pictures. However, that night at 2.30 in the morning, God woke me up. I named the book, designed the cover, and wrote the forward at 2.30 a.m. At 3 o'clock, I went back to sleep. The gift of creativity always comes to me at at 2.30 in the morning. (laughs) So at that time, she had already had thousands and thousands and thousands of negatives. She had them all in big black garbage bags. I mean, it was just thousands and thousands. So over the five-year period, she had uh, put these pictures in order according to subject. So all we had to do when when I told her yes I would come in and write help her write it was uh put together a table of contents that would cover the subjects of people's lives back then. So that's how we picked out the pictures. They're all sort of like in they're all uh in sort of envelopes with the titles and so we would just go through the pictures and pick out the ones we thought would be really representative of his life. Because both of us, she 85 and me 91, we lived through a lot of the pictures or knew the people or are in the pictures. So that's how the book came together. It was really not my joy at first to start, but like I was telling the people yesterday at our debut signing, she took me to Chinese food, my favorite food, for the luncheon and brought me up a little mock-up of what she thought, and so she won me over with that. So that uh, there's a picture of you in the book from 1933 that was taken by Mr. Joseph, and I think you would have been about eight years old. I was eight years old. Right, and you're, you were a, a dancer for most Well, I started, I started studying dance at three years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, dance was a gift. It came very easy, and fortunately, I had a very successful career in dance for 47 years. So um, I've done a lot with dance. I think one of my most exciting uh, experiences with dance is that I founded the first recreational modern dance uh, department in a in a city-run recreation department in 1946, I believe. And I made that open to all young ladies in modern dance. But my main goal at the time was not to train dance future dancers, although that would, that happened in some cases. But I did a lot of, of uh, training in just life, how to be a young lady. Uh, mm-hmm. So I did a lot of life 
skill training. And I used to tell my teachers, and by the way, we dance. But I find a lot of the young women today growing up that say, Miss Bedford, I remember when you told us we should stand up straight. I remember when you told us be yourself. So a lot of those are the points that I emphasize. But fortunately, we came out with some wonderful dancers, too, because that was also my goal. Well, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So is there any chance that you remember the day that Mr. Joseph took your picture, or is it, it's, I'm sure you had so many, you know, wonderful experiences and kind of a very, uh, in some ways, similar experiences where people were photographing you, but do you remember interacting with Mr. Joseph at all? Well, I remember uh, he came to the house. He used to come to the homes. He came to the house. I remember that, but there are other pictures that he took, too, of my father, and I had twin brothers. Uh, but those pictures are in my collection at the Bancroft Library and at UC Berkeley. Uh, but I can remember deciding what poses I was. I I was in charge of my poses at eight years old. I must have been a very precocious child because I said, <laughs> "Well, we're going to do the splits and we're going to do the leg up and we're going to do." And those that the pictures are in the book. But I remember him coming to the house that day and taking pictures of the whole family, my sister and my brothers and him, my father and my mother. Did you see those pictures in his archive, the archive that Miss Reed has? Uh, I would not know. She has thousands and thousands of oh, yeah. They're probably in one of those bags, but I told her I'm through looking at bags. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'm photographing. Knows how they want to be photographed. Um, like, knew what poses that you wanted to do. Oh, uh, yes. That, that is, that's at, half of the battle. That's at eight great, years old. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, a great gift to a photographer to have somebody who, who has that wherewithal. What is the little history that accompanies each image that's in the book? And I, it, and I had such a, a fun time reading about each person and what facts that you highlighted about each person, a little bit about their contribution about their when they were born and when they may have passed and I was wondering how did you do the research how did, first of all how did you know who each person was and then how did you do the research on each person well remember I'm 91 yeah so I <laughs> by just seeing the picture I knew who they were oh you could recognize them yeah a lot of the people I recognized and a lot of the people I had uh, talked to and been with or knew of their, their experiences in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. And so, and Diddy, Miss Reed was born in Berkeley, and I was born in Oakland. So an 85-year-old and a 91-year-old 90, knew a lot of the events that are in the book, mm -hmm. were privy to the actual experiences. Like I like uh, as I uh, as an adult, I lived in the California Hotel, which is one of the pictures of in the business section, mm -hmm. and I lived there in the penthouse for several years. Well, visiting celebrities to Oakland would stay in the penthouses at the California Hotel, and that's where I met Mahalia Jackson wow. coming down the elevator in the California Hotel. So a lot of the experiences we lived in, of course, I toured with Catherine Dunham. And, uh, you know, so because of our age, it made it much easier. 
to remember all of those those people and those events. Yeah, because we were there. <laughs> right. So how did you how, how did you create the like the text that kind of goes with each image, which is a little history? Did you have to do some fact checking? Uh, only on a few we had to fact check on the on Google, but oh. a lot of it we remember because we were there. So Google was our, or other, we have uh, a couple of other friends that we talked to and said, do you remember so-and-so? And they would fill in too. But our, uh, our, our writings under each picture, it was really not that difficult because we knew the people. Okay. And I used to entertain as a dancer at the USO's. Uh, while they were segregated, and I would go and dance for the servicemen at the USOs, and so I remember those experiences. Oh. So it helps when you have lived a long time to <laughs> cover that period. Um, is there anything specific that you would like to address about your book? Is there anything what? Is there anything specific that you would like to talk about your book? To talk, you know, a particular photograph or a particular story that you'd like to share with people who are listening? Well, really, the whole book, because each picture we put in the book, we came together that this was an exciting picture to see and then exciting to write about. And then the chapters that we covered are 15 chapters of people. So we really fell in love with the book before it was published. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing now to promote the book. You're talking with me, first of all. Right. And then you're going, you're having in-person book signings in in California. Yes. Um, Because of our age, and Miss Reed, at 80 years old, had a stroke. So she's wheelchair-bound, and she taught herself to take over her right-hand duties with her left hand. So she slowly rides with her left hand. She rides a stationary bike three times a week, 20 miles each time. And so, and, and she lives alone at 85 and a stroke. So I'm 91, but I've had many, many uh, dancers, <laughs> surgeries on joints because of dance stress for 47 years I danced so um, we together were a team to watch right she in the wheelchair me in the walker and we would laugh sometimes and say two old ladies writing about the history of Oakland and the Bay Area (laughs) the two of you are going this weekend so this is going to be the the 18th of February. You're going to Los Angeles for a yes. book for the day. Yes, we uh, we're limiting our our book signings to the to the Bay Area. Basically, um, it would be nice. Twenty years ago, we'd have been on a on a a tour, you know, of of the United States. But because of her her handicap and my handicap. We're limiting it to California. So L.A. is the furthest we go, and then we're going up to Sacramento. But all the rest are 
in Oakland, Berkeley, and San Francisco. Uh, it's much more convenient to uh, deal with our handicap that way. Sure, and plus that's that's where the majority of the images were taken. That's so correct. It, it makes sense that to concentrate on that on that area and share it with the people who live there. And so what I did was just got on the phone and called these areas and told them about the book and how exciting it would be to debut it during Black History Month, and they jumped on the bandwagon, and we are ready to go. That's wonderful. Well, it's a it's a wonderful book. I read it from cover to cover. And that makes you a real smart woman. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. And thank you for thank you for talking with me. I, I really appreciate it. You're very, very welcome.